This week's episode of To The Top Talk is brought to you by CollegeSportsUnfiltered.com Talking Southern Miss athletics with some pretty knowledgeable Southern Miss fans. Great place to go, unvarnished, unfiltered. You won't have to sift through the propaganda. Southern Miss fans, check it out. CollegeSportsUnfiltered.com you are listening to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. Thank you, Jamesy. And Jason Bailey. Bump is uh, pretty good. But the reality is... They don't know, man! I've been looking forward to To The Top Talk. You know, I have that with myself every night. Every day, anything we do is Southern Miss To The Top. What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington and Jason Bailey. Here with your break from all of the High Resource 5 propaganda in the mainstream sports media to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. Before we get to the news of the week, the news of the day, mind you, it's a very, very big day in Southern Miss history, and we'll get to that in just a minute. But before we get to that, gotta give a shout out to my friends over at Courtyard by Marriott. If you're coming to town, if you're coming in for any of the games, you're coming in a couple of days before, check out the Courtyard right next to Mugshots, right off of I-59, not that far from the stadium, not that far from the campus, not that far from all of the different stadiums. So check them out. You'll rest easy with our friends at Courtyard by Marriott. Also, check out HomeFieldApparel.com. Homefield Apparel just released a line of Southern Miss throwback gear, Today, you can go online. They've got some deals going on right now. Some of the, they got the USM logo. They've got some of the older logos. So, homefieldapparel.com. Go check them out. A special thanks to everyone who came out to see Dan St. Germain at Brewski Saturday night. We had an amazing show. Great crowd. Had a lot of fun. So, I saw a couple of listeners there. So, I appreciate you guys coming out. All right. So, I alluded to it earlier. The big news of the day. This is a day that will live in infamy. <laughs> Southern Miss Athletics released a press release. I'll read you a little bit of it here right now. The Southern Miss Department of Athletics, in partnership with concessions partner Aramark, announced Monday an extensive list of fan-friendly enhancement at, uh, enhancements at M.M. Roberts Stadium this fall. Those enhancements include mobile ordering, new fan-friendly concession pricing, as well as new concession offerings. So uh, they're partnering with Grubhub. Well, you'll be able to order through Grubhub, and they will deliver to your location. Also, the fan-friendly pricing. Check out these prices. This is something that Jason has really, he's been on a soapbox about for a long time. I think this is a great idea. Fans can now enjoy new fan-friendly pricing options when visiting the concession stands in the stadium. That menu includes hot dog, $2.00. Hamburger, $3. Pretzels, $3. Cheese nachos, $3. Funnel cake, $5. Large popcorn, $3. Small popcorn, $1. A 20-ounce Dasani water, $3. And a 16-ounce fountain drink, $2. So that is, uh, I think that's incredible. For what we're trying to do here and trying to, you know, enhance the fan experience, trying to get more butts in the seats, trying to get more people enjoying themselves at the game. I think this is an excellent idea. New items on the concession menu for the home season include ice pops, courtesy of Pop Brothers, which are based out of Long Beach, and Southern Colonel's Popcorn. You can get the, I'm assuming you can get the Golden Eagle Blend 
among others. Also in the family fun zone, which is in the end zone, they're going to have uh, the ice pops along with hand-spun cotton candy and a kid's combo pop box, which includes popcorn, candy, and a drink for $5. Okay, now here's the whammy. Here's the This is the one we've all been waiting for. For the first time, beginning with the September 28th home game against Utah. I'm just getting giddy reading this. September 28th home game against UTEP. Fans 21 and older with a valid government-issued ID will be able to purchase beer, <clears throat> beer and light wine at eight different locations within the stadium. Sales of beer and light wine will be available until the end of the third quarter of each home game, beginning with the Conference USA opener. It feels like prohibition has been repealed. <laughs> I mean, I think this is excellent. A, first off, if you're being completely honest, um, the law has not deterred uh, the consumption of alcoholic beverages in and around the stadium uh, for its entire existence. So I don't know that this will actually change anything. What it will change is you uh, will not be able to re-enter the stadium, so you won't be able to leave at halftime, go to your tent, and come back. And two... You will, um, it'll be some extra revenue for the university. This is the kind of stuff that we need uh, moving forward. So I'm really excited about this. I know a lot of fans are really excited about this. I don't think this is going to change anything as far as fan behavior. You know, I'm sure with it being right there and accessible, depending on how the game goes, uh, moods and uh, demeanors could change, but. I think those moods and demeanors were already in place prior to this, so I don't think you should you'll see that big of a of a difference. Yeah, I'm sure there's going to be some some issues, some complications, but all in all, I think this is going to go. I think this is going to be a good thing. And I mean, if you've if you've been to any athletic event in professional sports, you know, if you've been to any of the old games where we used to play Tulane or some of the other stadiums we venture out to, it's it's about time. So I'm excited. We're, we're the first state school in Mississippi to announce this. So we'll see what happens. September 28th. Can't come soon enough. So I guess, uh, you know, the game on August 31st, the upcoming game against Alcorn State, will not be available then. But, uh, you know, wet your whistle. Get ready. <laughs> it's coming. Um, apparently they're going to take the first month and train the concession staff on the sale of beer. So that's what the delay is, but, um, you know, I think this is excellent. I think this is going to make, I think there's so many good things about this. I wasn't sure if I was ever going to see it in this lifetime, but we're seeing it. So pretty darn incredible. The football team had a scrimmage Saturday night. A couple of stats just to kind of let you in on if you hadn't seen it. It seemed like the offense had a better day. They sat, sat a lot of guys. They let a couple of guys play a couple of series and then sat them. Um, as far as the quarterbacks go, I know that's where everybody's kind of looking to see who's going to be the starter. It appears that Jack will be the starter, but it, Tate also, I fully expect him to play. So Jack on the day, 15 of 20 for 136 yards and a touchdown. Tate, 12 for 22 for 83 yards and an interception. Um, rushing, let's just look at the scoring plays. Kevin Perkins was 9 for 44 with a 2-yard touchdown run. Receiving, uh, Tim Jones had a, had probably the biggest day, 4 for 51 yards. Uh, Quez Watkins, 2 for 35 yards with a 22-yard touchdown from Jack Abraham. 
Let's look through here. Uh, back to rushing the ball. Steven Anderson, seven for seven carries for 40 yards. D. Baker, the freshman running back out of Northwest Rankin, six carries for 40 yards. Uh, Jordan Kemp, two carries for 20 yards. I think he's a guy that could be in the mix. Demarcus Jones, two carries for 23 yards as well. Tremisky Mosley, two carries for eight yards. I think they sat a lot of these starters early on. Um, Jalen Adams, five receptions for 26 yards. Brad Dennis, four receptions for 31 yards. Cole Cavallo, one reception for 20 yards. And the list goes on and on and on. You look on defense, had quite a few sacks. Uh, Eric Kitchen, Terry Whittington, Swayze Bozeman had two. Tosh Sykes, Taj Jones, uh, Jaquez Turner, Nick Dawson, Wydell Flott had tackles for losses. Um, Taj Jones had a 20-yard 20, 20 interception return and Torrance Brown had a forced fumble and recovery. Ryan Shintop was two for two on field goals from 22 and 43 yards and Andrew Stein good from 26. All right so we've got a very special guest today. I realize that we are on the brink of football season but this guy is out pounding the pavement trying to spread the black and gold gospel about Southern Miss basketball. Super excited to have him on the show. Uh, so without well, before we get to the guest, there were some sound issues in the first half of the show. Tried to edit them out the best I could, but if you edit them too much, it kind of takes away uh, from the show. So if you hear a couple of glitches, probably about three or four glitches, shouldn't be a whole lot uh, in the first half of the show. Just know that's what it is, and just kind of be mindful of that. Our apologies to uh, Coach Ladner on that, but I still think you get the spirit of what he was trying to say, even with those edits. So without any further ado. Please welcome Jason and our guest today, the new head coach of Southern Miss Basketball, Jay Ladner. All right, what an honor to have this guy today. Um, you all know him. He played at Southern Miss from 1984 to 1988. Uh, after that, ran up a total of 511 wins coaching high school basketball. Took home a uh, national championship from junior college, JCJC. A uh, member of the 1987 NIT championship team. Coach at Southeastern Louisiana and current head coach at Southern Miss. Welcome to the show, Jay Ladner. Coach, what's happening? Jason, you're too kind. I'm gonna carry you around with me if you keep keep giving me that kind of introduction. Let you some of these speaking engagements. <laughs> 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 you make me make me feel like it. you make me feel good. I know I'm. I'm. Uh, you, you mentioned honored. I'm honored. Honored, uh, Jason, to be on your show today. I really am, and and I always love uh, talking Golden Eagle basketball. This is a great opportunity, and I'm. So excited to be home. Absolutely. Well, man, thank you so much for taking the time. I mean, I mean, and honestly, when I was putting these notes together, I mean, where do we even start? You know, when, when you got uh, when it was announced that you were getting hired back, I'm not sure if I've ever heard that kind of hoopla around here. You, you're just beloved <laughs> from all the way back in the day, uh, even to now. So I guess let me just officially welcome you back to Hattiesburg. But I kind of get the feeling that at least part of you probably never really left. Absolutely not. Uh, you know, Hattiesburg's home, and I, I grew up here in Hattiesburg. Uh, my mom and dad both worked at the university, and then, frankly, I grew up a lot on campus. Uh, uh, it, it's it's just it's been a, a dream come true, so to speak. I, I wake up every morning with a big smile on my face. I don't feel like I'm going to a job, Jason. It's it's you know it's it's such a labor of love, and so enthusiastic about what we have going on here, and. Um, and, and when you talk about never left, no, I, I, not, not just myself, but my family has such strong ties. My brother played football here, uh, in, in 88 to 92. And, 
I was an offensive lineman there and a center. And, and you know, my, my sisters graduated from here. My parents both worked here. Uh, and then obviously growing up in Hattiesburg was such a, a blessing. I grew up at a great, great time to grow up in Hattiesburg. It was just an incredible time. And then also to watch our, you know, my beloved Golden Eagles growing up, I, I, I knew I just as, as a young kid that loved sports and athletics to, to be able to be so close to our programs and watch them all grow. You know, Coach Collins took our football program you know, from to from really a small college was probably regarded as small college football. I mean, I even remember when M.M. Roberts Stadium was renovated, we didn't even play a uh, a home game. Uh, you know, it, it was expanded from a 16,000-seat stadium to, to M.M. Roberts, what it is now, and then obviously it's even gotten better since then with the horseshoe. But uh, And then what Coach Turk did with our, our – I remember I was going to games when, when we didn't win a basketball game, and then – to go from not winning a basketball game when Coach Turk took over to I can I can remember in eighty one when we played uh Holy Cross here in the NIT and that was just an incredible, you know, event at that time. And then getting the Metro Conference and then also watching our baseball program transition to what has become now a national power. I saw all that happen. You know, I, I remember going to watch Corky Palmer and those guys when he was playing mm-hmm there on fourth street and to watch it's just it's just been a a big part of what's been it's been really my entire life has been associated with usm and to be able to come back here and to coach basketball here in a program uh the university that i love in the town that i love has just been a rare rare blessing and i, I trust me i thank the lord jason every day for for whatever reason he, he he decided it was time for me to come home and giving me this opportunity i'm very blessed sure that's a, that's a heck of an answer right there. Um, and, and you kind of hit on it just a little bit, but, you know, I've got to know about that run in, uh, in 1987. I know that's way back, but what, what sticks out most to you about, about that team? I mean, you know, you, in the NIT, you know, you, you ended up beating the Ole Misses, St. Louis, Vanderbilts. Uh, who else was in that? Nebraska, I think. Uh, and, 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 and Nebraska in the semifinals and with Val in the championship. Yeah, right. You, you, hey, good, good memory on your part, Jason. Um, <laughs> to to remember that. Well, here, here, I think that all started. Uh, you know, we Coach Turk had taken the program from from uh, where it was again. Did not win a game the year prior to Coach getting here, and then built that up. Got the team into the NIT in '81, which was a huge accomplishment. About that time is when we were getting in the Metro Conference, and. And I don't, you know, if people, a lot of people today, Jason, may not remember, and I, I think I've got to put this in perspective, but, you know, the old Metro Conference, you had Memphis, a national power, Louisville national power, South Carolina, Virginia Tech, Florida State, you know, obviously members of the SEC and ACC now, sure. um, uh, Cincinnati, uh, you know, uh, Tulane there for uh, first couple of years, they ended up having a, a, a problem down there, but what what a great league and for even for Southern Miss to be in that league I thought was a stroke of genius on Coach Turk with some of his national contacts but Coach Rolandale was the athletic director at the time to get us in there was was just a great in, in all sports but football we continue to stay independent football but then after we went to the NIT we we backed off just a little bit and and I and I was telling this story to Coach Witherspoon this morning because our team is going to be very, very young. And I was trying this this coming year looking at a positive. In in 1984-85, and a lot of people won't remember this, we were 7-23. and Uh, We lost to – I remember we opened the season against Fairmont State, 
and we lost to a, a NAI team. That was never a good thing for <laughs> to happen. But they, we just weren't very good. We did not have a great culture on our team that year. Meaning our older players, our juniors, seniors. And it, what was happening was that was teaching me a lot. To be frank with you, uh, for for my future uh, uh, experiences as far as into coaching. But sure. we just didn't have a great culture on our team this year. We we started off like I said, got beat by Fairmont State in the opener and. By Christmas time, we we were just really floundering and struggling. But you had this really incredible freshman class with Derek Hamilton, Casey Fisher, John White, and Randolph Keys. The other freshman, myself, wasn't part of that outstanding class. <laughs> I was a, more of the tag along. But 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 anyway, I was part of it. Proud to be part of it. But those were our great players and those four guys that I mentioned. And then you had a, your Kenny Silers and those ahead of us just just one year. Well, at Christmas that year, and I can still remember it. Uh, and it was times were different back then. You didn't have academic progress rate APR. You know, back that time, Jason, a, a coach could. And this was in '84. Now, '84, '85, the coach could really kind of clean house if he wanted to, without regard to academic progress rate. You can't do those things like that anymore. Um, so at Christmas, I can still remember Coach Turk making a making a critical decision, which ended up benefiting us later on, and got rid of some guys that weren't really uh, uh, doing well with type of guys off the floor that they should be that he expected, or or maybe and, and therefore not producing on the floor as well. So there were about three or four guys, and certainly would do no good to mention any names here. That coach said, you know, at the end of the first semester, hey y'all, y'all are mm-hmm. not welcome back. Well, what he did is, and so therefore we go into Metro Conference play with basically starting four freshmen and a, and a, and a sophomore in Siler. And so the following year, I think we were 17 and 12 and made the NIT with that same group. The third year, 87, obviously we won the NIT. Uh, uh, and, and that's where, we, that's where you're leading to with that same group, Siler, a senior and those, those four outstanding juniors that we had. And, uh, so it was it was an incredible growth during that time, and to be honest with you, that team, in my opinion, and, and I would say this then, and I, I'd more say it now because of just my experience in Division One coaching, that team was playing well enough uh, at the end of the season that that probably the team that won the NIT was probably good enough to uh, probably be a, a Sweet Sixteen, possibly an Elite Eight team that year. That's how how good that team was playing at that time. We peaked at the right time. You had great players. And, and what was impressive about that team, first of all, Kenny Siler was the straw that stirred that drink. He controlled the locker room. He controlled things off the floor. He was an old tough guy. Nobody messed with him. He was he was absolutely our team leader. And we, we actually missed him the following year uh, when those guys came back. But he was responsible for a lot of that. But it was an incredible experience, Jason. Uh, I can still remember Casey and I used to always come over, and that's when we lived in Van Hall, the old athletic dorm. And uh, we would always ride together, Casey Fish, and we're still all of us. In fact, almost our whole team. But Casey and I would always come over early uh, and, and shoot, you know, prior to, you know, the teams coming on the floor for warm-ups. We would generally be the first guys out there and, uh, you know, go out there and I'd feed him and, and, and so forth. He was yeah. getting a lot of shots up. I'd just get a few, you know, <laughs> but, uh, uh, but, but we were, you know, we were really good friends. And, uh, and so we would get there early. 
and this is one of the things obviously that we talk about wanting to bring back that spirit and that excitement that happened in Green Coliseum. But that night, because we opened the NIT with Ole Miss, there was there was a lot of bylines, but you don't need a lot of bylines when Southern Miss and Ole Miss play. And 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 obviously them coming to Hattiesburg, which didn't happen that often uh, during that time in any sport, uh, but they can't they were coming to Reed Green. It was just the the build up to that game was incredible. And and when Casey and I got there, uh, roughly about ninety minutes or so so coming onto the floor, the gym the the Coliseum was already full. And that that it just when we walked out of the tunnel and the place just exploded with you know excitement and and, and people screaming and hollering I, I can't even I've got goosebumps on my arms if you could see me right now <laughs> talking about it because it was just such a unique experience but it kind of capsulated what the the atmosphere was about and then I don't know if we could have played it you talk about a team ready to play uh, that that particular game we wore Ole Miss out and <laughs> I, I, Coach Turk and Coach Ed Murphy was the head coach at Ole Miss at that time. Coach Murphy and Coach Turk were college roommates, so they had, you know, they had a, 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 a that was another one of the bylines of that particular game. And because of Coach Turk and Coach Murphy were real close, and and we were beating them so bad at one point that we couldn't do anything wrong. And that I remember Coach Coach Murphy barked down at Coach about, you know, how much more, you know, do you want, are y'all going to beat us? You know, and, and Coach Turk didn't take much off of him. He barked back. And then, obviously, we <laughs> Coach Turk wasn't trying to run the score up. It just – it was just one of those games that it whatever we, whatever we did was right and uh, naturally blistered them. So then we go on the road to St. Louis, which is a, one of the toughest places to play at that time, they played in the old Kill, Kill K I E L, I think, or K E I L Auditorium in St. Louis. They had a really good team. One of the things that was significant about that is we won, you know, two tough road games. Beat Ole Miss here, obviously, but we had to go on the road and win two tough games just to be able to get to to New York. So we went to St. Beat them in a tough game. Then we go to Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt had. Uh, uh, Barry Booker, Barry Goheen, Will Purdue, who played all those years in the NBA. Uh, I mean, they were they were loaded. So we're playing them on the game to go to New York. We beat them on the road, and it's very difficult to win on the road in Division One, and especially in charged environments like that. And then obviously we go to New York and uh, beat Nebraska in the semifinals and LaSalle uh, in the championship, and it was just. It was a magical experience. It's something that, again, I, I would have loved to have been more of a contributor to that as far as on the floor, but my role at that time was in, in practice and do the best I could to help the other guys get better. We had great players on our team, great chemistry, great leadership. Obviously, Coach Turk and our assistant coaches did a great job coaching. And it's something that it's amazing how many people, you know, even though that's been 30 years ago now, still talk about that. And and what it meant not only I, I still I can I can still remember Jason and you're much younger than I am but I can still remember when we got back first of all the reception that the team got and we we literally drove from the airport in Jackson all the way down from the first of all there was a huge crowd at the Jackson airport all the way down Highway 49 all those little towns uh, Mendenhall McGee uh, Mount Olive Collins. 
there were people lined up out there on the highway. Wow. Cars. Yes. Incredible. Just, I've never seen anything like it. It was all seemed like it was spontaneous. And then the bus, we didn't stop and get back to the uh, dormitory. They drove us right to the, the players tunnel here at Reed Green. And there was a huge reception sold out or what would have been sold out, uh, <laughs> reception in there to have a kind of a you know welcome back reception pet route i mean it was just incredible and then to hear all the people on campus they said that fraternity road just emptied and there was this just humongous street party over there that not you know when the when the buzzer went off in new york obviously we weren't there to experience that but that it was one of the biggest biggest parties oh i can i can totally imagine you know so (laughs) we need to get that back it's been done before uh, you know, we've had success past that. We've had some NCAA teams. We we want to become a national power, and we want that to be the norm and not the exception. Sure. Well, you know, you've got quite the track record to kind of get us to that national spot. National championships, NIT, NCAA. As I said, you've really got the, uh, the the pedigree to, it seems like, to get us there. You know, looking to where you had a like, success in high school and then on a junior college, winning that natty there, and and uh and really was was the NIT birth at uh at Southeastern was that your uh was that the first time they've ever been to the NIT? It, Southeastern Louisiana uh would, had been to the postseason uh, twice in the history of their their program okay. and and we were literally a, a possession or two away from going to NCAA uh, winning that conference tournament twice and we won our regular season obviously down there the year that we went to the uh, NIT two seasons ago but. You know, we, we took a program there. We a lot of the same blueprint, and each each of those steps that you mentioned, Jason. Mm-hmm. You know, looking back in retrospect, it's it's all of those. The Lord has had such a plan and hand in this, but each of, each of those uh, steps has helped me help prepare me for the next step. And you know, unlike I uh, I will say this, I haven't had the road most taken to Division One. You know, most people that become Division One coaches after they finish maybe playing in college or uh, they they become a graduate assistant and they they just take that route. I, to be able to come through high school, especially as long as I stayed in high school, and I had I had 21 great years, 20 years at St. Stanislaus. I came back to my high school at Grove for one year before getting the opportunity to go to Jones. I just didn't have this uh, career minded path. I just love coaching basketball and I, I love working with young people and helping to impact them possibly, you know, be, becoming successful men later on in life. That's all, that's all I've wanted to do. That's all I've ever done. And I've had a, uh, just an incredible time doing that. Well, I did have, you know, again, we had great success in high school and I had a lot of great players. I was at two great schools and then I had an opportunity to go to Jones Junior College. And that's where all, all of this really changed for me in terms of my career path. So, but that, that, all those years coaching in high school where you do everything, you, you, you learn how to scout, you learn how to coach, you learn how to keep the book, you learn how to run the concession stand, sweep floor. <laughs> uh, I've done it all. And that's what high school coaches do. And that's why I have such a great respect, but you learn how to coach and you learn how to work with people. And all that time, I did not realize at the time, but it was helping prepare me uh, for the net, each next step. Well, when I, I, I didn't know a lot about coaching in junior college and I owe Dr. Jesse Smith at Jones and Coach Katie Harrington, the AD, uh, all the respect and thanks and gratefulness anybody could give anybody because they saw something to me. They called me and asked me would I be interested in talking to them about their job, and I had not really ever thought about coaching in junior college, but I felt like that I had done, uh, I say I, 
never, there's never, there's too many eyes and I probably accomplished about as much as I could accomplish. And maybe it was time for a new challenge. I felt like maybe the Lord was opening the door for me. So they offered me the job at Jones junior college, which again, right up the road. I've been fortunate my whole career to stay right close to home, which is important. You mentioned Hattiesburg and my love for Hattiesburg. Anybody that knows me knows how I feel about Hattiesburg and how proud I am. And so I uh, uh, had an opportunity to coach there at Jones where our second year we won the national championship, which, which uh, uh, fortunately or unfortunately is the only time it's ever been won in Mississippi. And why, why it's significant uh, to, to win a national championship in, from a Mississippi team is unlike the rest of the country uh, in junior college, and there's four, four or 500 junior colleges in, in, in the United States that compete for that thing, and it's run like the NCAA tournament. But is that in Mississippi, and we have we have the best junior college system in the country in Mississippi. People in Mississippi should be proud of that because we do. Trust me, from being in it and then traveling around the country, none of those schools compare to ours. Ours are like four-year schools. Great education. I'm a big believer now in our junior college system. Well, at Jones, and Jones has, has a great tradition, but it, the Mississippi schools can only have three out-of-state players on their rosters. And as compared to the people you're competing against, the national powers in junior colleges, your Northwest Floridas, your Vincennes, your, uh, uh, out of Indiana, and all, I can name a bunch more. They, they can recruit worldwide and they can have 15 scholarships. <laughs> so you're, you're limited. You're somewhat, you're handcuffed. And, and so I told, uh, you know, our goal is always to become a national power. That's what it is here. That's what it was at Jones, and I told at our initial press conference at Jones, I mentioned that our goal was to win the national championship. With well, Dr. Smith, after the after the initial press conference, and this is a true story, put his arm around me. He said, "Jay, he said that's I love you. You think big, and I love your attitude, your positivity." He said, "But you know, we've never even been to the national tournament." And he said, "I don't want right. you to get here and get get you know be disappointed or." Uh, you know, I want us to, yeah, I, I want us to do the best that we can, but understand, you know, we can only have three out of state guys and it's just not fair. Let's just, he basically was trying to temper my enthusiasm. I said, <laughs> well, Dr. Smith, if I'm in it, that's going to be our goal. And, and, and sure enough, the second year we, we were able to get, but we were able to get most of those guys, most of the best Mississippi boys on one team. And we got three really good out of state players, all three from Brooklyn, New York. Uh, on our team, uh, we got we none of them. None of those kids from Brooklyn had never even been to the state of Mississippi, much less Ellsville. Yeah. And we were able to talk them into coming, and uh, and and then the rest is history. And obviously, we won the national championship, which is the first one. And, and the, again, opened the door for me to go. By the the Monday morning, we had re, we returned back from the national championship on a Sunday to Ellsville, and on Monday morning, they had offered me the job at Southeastern Louisiana, which I'm very thankful for them. And, you know, and not really knowing what Division One coaching in Division One was all about, a lot of people probably think, oh, I can go do that, I can do that. And the basketball part of it is not that is, is, is a big a difference as probably people think. But the other parts of it is very much different. The, the intense recruiting and, mm-hmm. and, and all of the stuff that goes along with your job and that coaching at a lower level division one like southeastern louisiana and we took over a program there that had been on probation had some probation issues uh academics was in just awful shape our talent level was really down and to try to make a decision just like here to go you know we want to build this for the long term we want to build it to where we're competing for championships every year and by the third year we were competing for our conference championship every year in our last two years we won it and then finished a close third 
uh, last year. We're a couple points away from going to the NCAA tournament last year in our conference tournament, and they left a good team. In fact, it, our, our, I feel so or they felt so good about what was happening down there. One of my assistants was able to retain the head job there when I came to Southern Miss and brought Kyle Rome, who was with me down there, with me to USM. So with that being said, uh, each one of those has uniquely prepared me for the next step. And I'm, I'm very grateful and very thankful for the opportunity to come home. And I just can't express to you, Jason, because I know – Gosh, you're as big a Southern Miss guy as there is, and, and the folks that may be listening is this is a, just a, a labor of love, and nobody could approach this with more enthusiasm. And we have made, I think it's gotten better and better every day, and we're headed to where we want to be. Now, people are going to have to be patient with us, and that's why I brought that up about the 19. We've really been able to put together a really good young group of players, but they're young, and it's hard to win with freshmen. Just if Fisher and Hamilton and, and, and Kenny Siler and John White couldn't do it as freshmen, it's going to be very difficult for this group of freshmen to do it. But trust me, it, it, the, the foundation's being laid right now, and two or three years we're going to be, we're going to be knocking on the door of this thing. You know, Coach, during my time uh, here in Hattiesburg, you know, I've been a hardcore supporter since 1997. Um, I was a casual fan before that, but but when I came here, I really fell in love with uh, with the university. And since uh, since I've been married, uh, you know, me and my family, we love going to Reed Green Coliseum. It's it's actually one of our favorite things to do. Um, I've seen attendance up. I've seen attendance down. What's it going to take to to get butts back in the seats? Um, you know, on on the regular. Well, uh, you know, I think I think the this is my opinion. I, I think it, it the first and foremost, uh, the, the the best way is to have a good product. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, put a good product on the floor. And I think Southern Miss fans want to see a team that's representative of our culture in South Mississippi. And what are South Mississippi people? They're tough. They're they're blue collar. They're tough. Our our football and baseball program. I think have exemplified that for years. You know, we'll play anybody, anytime. Hey, you come on, you hit, you hit a Southern Miss fan, we're going to hit you back. That's the mentality that we have. And, and, and again, resilient people, a proud people. And I think, I think we have to, we've got to capture that. Uh, so I think first and foremost, they want to see a hard playing, uh, competitive, uh, a basketball team that plays with great effort, energy and plays basketball the right way. I, but I, now some of the other things that so so we're going to have to it's going to be our responsibility to put a good team on the floor and I think winning will help put people in the stands. Now what else other thing I think that we have to do a good job of reconnecting to our community and and what that that's where it's going to fall on me and my staff and that's one thing I don't think there's a day uh, if, if there is as they've been very rare Jason that goes by that I haven't been on a radio show that's why i was so happy about and honored that you would ask me to do this uh to be on the radio be on tv but to go just go into lunch or breakfast with groups of people going to speak at civic clubs and and if i could show you my calendar to 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 prove what we're doing i think getting out and so many of the people have been so well received like, like, for instance, there's a, a Thursday night. We'll be on the on the Gulf Coast at Sunkiss Country Club in Biloxi. There's a large group of, of Gulf Coast fans, and I can't tell you how many people that uh, that are telling us, "Hey, coach, this is the first time we've 
we've taught had a you know basketball coach in 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 our group or whatever i was in collins the other day speaking to the uh rotary club up there it's just it it that's what i think it's going to take that's what coach turk mm-hmm. did uh and built a, a tremendous following here because he was a man of the community well it's easy for me to do that just because i enjoy doing it and i'm 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 reconnecting with people that i already know you know and uh we were at, there's a, there's a, Alan Hinton leads a great group that meets every Friday at the front porch restaurant. You know, I was there last Friday having lunch with them right after that, the retired football, high school football officials, which I knew every one of those gentlemen, they were actually in the front porch in another area there having another meet. So I was able to t- kill two birds with one stone, but getting out and reconnecting with where people, I think people here have to, I know, cause I felt the same way because I am, I am the, I am those people. They got to feel like they're part of the program. They want to know the coaches. They want to know the players and have a personal relationship. Because when you do that, you're going to go, hey, I know that kid. You know, I, Clarence Weatherspoon, I love Spoon. So I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to go support those guys. And they'll, they'll stick with you through thick and thin if, if, if they feel like that you, that you have a person. It's just like any friend that you have. You're going to have a, if you have a personal relationship. So we're going to be, very visible. We're going to be in the community, rouse, rounding up support. We're going to be at fraternity, sorority, civic clubs, everywhere that we can be on campus uh, with the different organizations on campus and encouraging people to come out. But let's face it, the bot that may work initially. The bottom line is people are going to have to see they're going to have to see a good product out there on the floor. That's that's our job as well. So we're welcoming this, Jason, with open arms. It's been done before. Uh, Coach Tyndall, I thought, did, listen, I, people can say what they want to about Coach Tyndall, and, and, and it's unfortunate what ended up happening. But Coach did a great job, I thought, of promoting the program and getting out in the public, too. And, and again, you saw it in terms of a lot of people coming back into the arena to watch our teams play because Coach did a good job of promoting it, you know, outside of here. To Coach at Southern Miss, you, it's, it's, not a, it's not a built-in deal like at Kentucky. You know, the, and although I think it would be important in Kentucky, and I'm using this as an example, or North Carolina or Duke, where the people are just going to go because that's that's the way it is. He, here, it's and that's why you've even mentioned it's up and down, it's up and down, it's up and down. And obviously, we would love for it to be a sell 8,000 people out. And Jason, let's both face it: when it's a lot of people in there, it's fun, it's oh, yeah. loud, and we're and we're hard to beat. That's what we've got to get it back to. Is it going to happen over? Are we going to go from, you know, I saw several games last year, uh, uh, you know, obviously I was running my own team and so forth, but, you know, pictures of people in the Coliseum, and it was so disappointing because they were having a decent year, and you look up there and there may be a couple of hundred people there, and I know that had to be disheartening to the coaching staff and the players, but by the same token, we're, we've got to do every, we got to go check every single box that has to be checked to, to do our part in terms of promoting the program and, and that's that's what we're going to do that's what we're doing and that's what we're going to do and then bottom line is we got to get we got to make sure we have a good team out there and and that's going to happen over time i could not agree more and you you hit it dead on the head when, when that place is you know six thousand to eight thousand people i don't know what it is i don't know what it is about it's like the acoustics or something i i don't know but it, i mean it's you know all of a sudden i'm you know, is this Cameron indoor? It's it's uh it's crazy. Um, and it's it's one of my it favorite loud, things. To do. It's loud, and and there have been a lot of good teams come in here over the years and get their tail beat. 
national championship teams. I can remember Louisville coming in here the year they won the national championship back in the eighties. Couldn't win here. Memphis couldn't win here. Virginia Tech couldn't win here. Florida State couldn't win. It was it's just a tough, tough place to play. And we miss that obviously when and basketball more than any other sport. And this is nothing against any other sport because I love them all. But it, it, basketball is more reliant on the home court advantage. And statistics play that play out that they can have a more direct impact on the on the, the outcome of a sporting event with basketball because of the proximity of the crowd to the floor and to the, to the players and that emotion and the players will feed off that emotion and enthusiasm that happens in the crowd. And when there's only a couple of hundred people, you limit that and the game becomes simply more even out there. Whereas with the crowd, you know, obviously into effect, you give your team a distinct advantage. So we, uh, we're going to do whatever we can. I can promise you that to rally the different, the different, uh, uh, publics and so forth to, to get everybody in here and do what we're supposed to do. But again, I understand this. That's part of it. The bottom line, we, we, we start putting uh, traditional uh, winning USM basketball teams on the floor. The people, I think, will, will come back very quickly. What can, uh, what, can, what can the fans expect out of a Jay Ladner coach team? Well, I, I would say that uh, this would be what I would hope that they would leave when they watch us play uh, our first game. I, I think I hope that they'll see a team play with incredible – these were the, what we talked to our team that are non-negotiable. I'm just going to tell you, there's three things on our team non-negotiable, and I think this is means this is what our public should see. You're going to see – you're going to see, or I would hope you're going to see your team, uh, our team, University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles, play with great effort, tremendous effort, hustle, competitiveness, competitive spirit, battle, all those words that, that, that would describe winning athletes. You're going to put the second thing you're going to see are guys that are going to, they're going to play basketball with a, a, a team spirit. They're, they're going to play together. You're going to see a team play as a unit, not a lot of uh, individualism. Uh, we're going to, we're going to play in a way that gives our team the best chance to win. I mean, getting the ball to the best, our best offensive players. And then thirdly, Every team's going to guard and play defense. We like to play Jason at a fast pace. If there's, it's hard for me to describe how we'll play, but if there's one word that I could use that's going to describe our style of play, it's going to be pressure. We like, mm. we like to employ full court pressure. Now, again, any, I think people with common sense would understand it takes, it's going to take a couple of, a year or two of recruiting classes to get our type of athletes that we like, you know, a, a football team that runs the ball, they're going to go get them some running backs and big offensive mm-hmm. linemen, right. things like that. A team that's going to run more spread, offense, uh, the, the size of the offensive line, and probably not as of, uh, important skilled people and quarterbacks that can throw it. Well, basketball is the same way. We, won't, we, we would prefer to get long, athletic, skilled players. Obviously, this first year with us getting here after signing day, we, we've got to adjust to what we have. But pressure would be the one word that's going to describe how we will play, but how we would also move it into the future, how we will evolve to play. And that means pressure defense, uh, getting after the basketball, being disruptive on defense, and then offensively pushing it down there as quick as we can does not mean we're going to shoot quick shots. If the shot is there, we will shoot it quick. 
but we're going to work the basketball to get the basketball to our right people in the right spot. If that makes if that makes sense to you, that's a as simple a way as I can describe it. So a team that's going to play with great effort, a team that's going to play together, a team that's going to play outstanding defense with a lot of pressure. And I will say this: also, we we're going to have players here, or they will not be here long, that are going to conduct themselves and carry themselves as representatives and diplomats of the university. I cannot tell you how over and over in, in my interact with one, because I am from Hattiesburg, how important that is to our people. They want players that they can look up to that are good role models for our, for our younger people and our children and are going to not only be good basketball players, but be good members of our community and they represent the university in the right way. Dr. Bennett was very clear with me about that. He wants representative student athletes that uh, that, that represent our, our university in the right way. I, well, he didn't have to tell me because that's important to me as well. Um, uh, Jeremy McLean and, and Jeff Mitchell, our athletic director over in charge of basketball, they, that they've been very clear about that. They have a very clear expectation of, of, of the way they want our athletes to conduct themselves. Again, wouldn't have to tell me that, but it's good that we, we all, I think that was one of the things that bonded us all together is we all feel the same way when it comes to that. So I think with all that being said, you start adding all that stuff together and kind of throw it in a gumbo and that's how we're going to, we're going to cook a good gumbo <laughs> and make a, make a heck of a basketball program for this is over with. I'm, I'm, I'm more confident by the day. Awesome, you know, uh, and and you've got some you've got some players. Uh, I mean, we lost a lot last year. Uh, Cortez Edwards we has did. been my favorite player for the last four years, um, yeah. and he's gone. But you know, we've got some guys coming back. At least I, I assume all these guys are still around. But Gabe Watson, Ladavius Drain might be the best shooter in the history of Southern Miss. I know you're probably not going to agree with that, but uh, when it all is said and done, Casey the dude Fisher, can just Casey absolutely Fisher, shoot it. Casey Fisher may have something. He may have yeah. a say in that. But no, <laughs> listen, I, I I know in the I know Drain would be up there. I can tell you that. Right. And you know Drain right now to interact to interject something. I should say I interact. Uh, you know Drain and in in, uh, in in Gabe Watson are actually playing on one of the uh, USA national teams overseas right now. Right. In, in, the, in between uh, the summer break and the fall. In the uh, Ukraine, huh? Yes, uh, over in the Ukraine, which is great for them. It's great rep- representing our program uh and, and gives them some you know some some added experience because we are really, really young and like I said you said, we've lost a lot of production. We only have this is what again I hope our, our fan base will keep in mind. We only have four players on our team that are, are an upperclassman. Four we have uh Ladavius Drain uh uh as a junior, um Isaiah Jones who's an incoming college players a junior and we only have two seniors on our program Bobin Jack Domney and Leonard Harper Baker and that's it the rest of the guys are freshmen and sophomores so it, you know it's very it's going to be a really really young group but I think if we can we can survive this year continue just to make progress each and every day each and every game I think I think our future is really bright with our young guys well and they're going to get tested uh right out of the gate um tell me a little <laughs> bit about this uh, about this battle for Atlantis in the in the Bahamas down there, you know, I'm looking at these teams. I'm looking at North Carolina, Oregon, Gonzaga, Michigan, Iowa State, Seton Hall. Yikes! Yeah, uh, that's a, that's a tough deal. It's a uh, you know, but but it is what it is, and the schedule was handed to me, and and I, so we're gonna we're gonna turn a negative into positive. Are we really prepared to probably play at that level? Probably not. 
uh, at this point because we are so young and we lost so much off last year. Here's what I was told is, is there's a Conference USA tie-in to that tournament. And for whatever reason, over the last three or four years, I guess I, I would assume I know the reason because of the coming off the probation and whatnot, we've, we've continued to defer our, our turn in it. To the time, to the point that the league said it's it's your time to go, hmm. no matter what. So mm-hmm. that's are we really prepared for it? Probably not. But on the other hand, I think it's great for recruiting. And in in the future, I want us to be able to com- not just compete, but to beat those teams. I want us to be able to go play in that where they look, where other schools uh, look at it and go, dang, man, Southern Miss is at that thing. They're going, you know, they're tough. Right. I want, that's where I want us to be. And, uh, but it, yeah, you're right. We open up our Gonzaga's our first game. We'll have national TV. Uh, so we're, you know, we're going to look at that. We can sell that to recruits. These are the type people and events that you're going to get a chance to play in if you're at Southern Miss. And, 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 and I think that's what, that's exactly what we're going to do now. It, it again it was it handed to me would it have been my choice to do it this year maybe wait a year or two to play in it where we'd be a little better equipped for it absolutely but by the same token it is what it is and we're going to welcome it with open arms and we're going to use it to to our advantage in terms of recruiting and let's face it if we can keep things in proper perspective we've got a young group of guys uh going to be a, a, a baptism of fire certainly but I think, again, keep it in perspective, it only helps get us ready for league play. It's going to help our young guys grow up a lot faster than it would be if we had a soft schedule. And, and we don't have a soft schedule. We've got a very a tough schedule, uh, probably overscheduled. But by the same time, we've got to keep things in perspective, and it'll help this young guys. I want us to get ready for league play, and I want us to be able to make a – I want us to compete this year. I'm an impatient person, so I want us to compete this year, and that, I think this will help us do that. Well, we're we're certainly all looking forward to it. Um, and in just in a few minutes, we're going to get you out of here, Coach. But if you'll just humor me for a second, I got a list of some rapid fire questions and some unique questions okay. that maybe you hadn't been asked on this on this gauntlet of interviews you've been doing since you've been hired. So just bear with me for a minute and laugh your way through it. Okay. Um, so as far as vacation, you going beach? You going mountain? <laughs> well, all right. All right. Well, first of all. This year, none. I, but <laughs> are you asking in preference? I just, hey, I just, we're supposed to be on a Division One, uh, uh, and I know we've got to be quick, but Jason, uh, usually a Division One coach takes their vacation time between the end of the summer semester and the start of the fall. Well, I, we were, our guys have been out two weeks. I literally can't get away for a day, and I, <laughs> and I don't want to, and I'm happy about it. But in choice, if I had a choice, I'd, I'm a beach guy. Lived on the Gulf, Mississippi Gulf Coast for a bunch of years coaching and uh, I love the beach and if I had a choice that's where I'd be. Wine or beer? I'm an old Mississippi country boy. Uh, you know what the answer <laughs> is. I'm not I'm not sophisticated enough Jason to drink wine. <laughs> I wouldn't know anything about it. So no, I'm 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 a, I'm not a, a big drinker but I'm a beer I'm a beer guy when it comes to it. Brunettes or blondes? <laughs> You're going to get me in trouble now. Uh I I would tend to say I, I you know gosh I I've Mississippi's got the prettiest women in the world. I'll, I've always said that, and uh, I, I would be good with either. But if I had my choice, I'd go brunette. Three pointers or dunks? I was a guard. I'm a. I like the three point. You get three point for that three pointer. <laughs> but now there's no other play. I, I'm gonna say this: there's no other play in basketball. 
besides the assist that that rejuvenates a, a, a fancy assist that rejuvenates rejuvenates or invigorates I should say the crowd better than the dunk but I still like the three pointer because it counts for three. Now I've seen on social media sometimes and that might lead me to the to what I think your answer is going to be on this one but music from the eighties music from the seventies. Gosh, I love both of them. You know, I had two older sisters growing up, uh, and they were from the 70s era, and I, so I grew up with that music a lot, and I love the 70s music, but I'm an 80s guy. I love I, I'm a, I, so I love both of them, but if given a choice, I'm going to have to go with my 80s. Who was your childhood hero? My, you know who my childhood hero is? I, obviously, all the athletes that played at USM, but my real childhood hero was Archie Manning. Played for the Saints when I was growing up. I know he was an old Miss guy, but... Archie Man is my all-time favorite hero. Cool, and then just one more, Coach. Um, if Hollywood ever makes a movie about you, who plays Jay Ladner? <laughs> oh, oh you, you, Jason, you put me on the spot here, man. Maybe you. I don't know. Uh, that would be a tough one, uh, man. Uh, that's a tough one to answer. I, you know, I, I'm I'm all about the '80s, but I probably I tell you what, probably Anthony Michael Hall. Anthony Michael Hall was probably huh? that's probably my guy on on, on uh, sixteen candles. That's probably about what I was in high school. I was probably kind of old nerdy guy like that. So <laughs> Anthony Anthony Michael Hall from Sixteen Candles would probably be my favorite. He's actually one of my favorite actors anyway. He he or Bill Murray. Right. I was thinking you might go Costner there. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not good enough for Costner to play me. That's for sure. Cool. Well, Coach. I don't know if I speak for all the fans, but I think I speak for a lot of them when I say uh, we're just so happy to have you back in Hattiesburg. You're a good man. You're a good fit um, and a hell of a basketball coach. Thank you so much for taking the time with us today. Do you have uh, any Anytime, final words? Uh, yeah, do you have any final words for the Golden Eagle fans out there? Well, I'm honored to be on your show. Y'all are so well thought of. Thank y'all for what y'all do to promote Southern Miss athletics, not just basketball. Um, and again, for you to, you to take your time to allow me to be on, to help promote our program means a lot. And, 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 I, and I'm at your service in the future, Jason, whatever you need. I just, I just ask that, 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 you know, people ask me and, and I think our season ticket sales have been going well and our hardwood club memberships, which directly supports our program. Every dollar that goes into hardwood club goes directly to support the program. And I would simply say, people are saying, coach, how can we help? And whether it just be basketball or any of the sports, buy season tickets and join those support clubs. And if you can do that, even in, in a small way, it goes a, a long way toward helping us reach our goal, which is men's basketball is to be a national power. We want we want to have our basketball program where our baseball program is. You know, I go to the conference tournament every year, and you go to Biloxi, and they host it down there in Biloxi, which is a lot of fun. And, and, and to go there and see that big sea of gold there and just dominate that tournament. We want our basketball program to be able to do the same thing. So uh, that that's all I would say. Be patient with us. We're going to build it. We're building it the right way. We didn't take any shortcuts in recruiting. I didn't run out and get graduate transfers that were here for one year and gone. That wouldn't have that have solved a, problem, a temporary problem. We didn't run out and get a bunch of junior college guys. We're going to build it with our freshman class. So, therefore, when those guys leave – there's another class behind them that we want to compete for championships every year, not just once every five or six years. So that just people are going to have to understand, though, with where we are. Uh, but it's going to take a year or two. But we're headed there. and We're really excited about the about the future of our program. Very cool. Well, Coach, thanks again. You're a busy man. Uh, go take care of those recruits and uh, Southern Miss. To the top. That was Jay Ladner. 
Also, Patrick McGee of the Sun-Herald mentioned that uh, Coach Ladner is looking at an exhibition game to be held on the coast between Southern Miss and Ole Miss. This is to raise money. They, they got something where you with the NCAA where you could add an exhibition game to raise money for some of the um, mass shooting locations. So that is uh, being looked into. It hasn't been officially announced yet, but be on the lookout for that. Uh, Jay Ladner, uh, incredible interview. Super excited to have him here at Southern Miss and excited for him to come on the show. If you want to follow him on Twitter, check him out at Coach Ladner. You can follow us at To The Top Talk. You can follow me at Jamie underscore Arrington. Jason at Bumper J Bailey. We're on Facebook and Instagram as well. Got to give our shout-outs. Shout-out to collegesportsunfiltered.com. Shout-out to the men of Sigma Chi, the Theta Delta chapter. Shout-out to the men of Pi Kappa Phi, the Theta Alpha chapter. Shout-out to the Courtyard by Marriott here in Hattiesburg. Shout-out to homefieldapparel.com with a new throwback gear. Go check them out. If you guys want to support the show, check us out, patreon.com slash to the top talk. Look for to the top talk on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. If you like the show, give us a, uh, if you like the show, tell your friends. If you don't like the show, tell your friends. Give us a rating, interview. All right, I got that together. So we are now less than two weeks away from the first kick, the kickoff. That's probably, that's probably more appropriate than first kick. It's first pitch then kickoff. So we are less than two weeks away from kickoff here in Hattiesburg, Southern Miss, Alcorn State. You can feel the excitement starting to um, blossom. You can feel uh, the buzz around town. You can start to you, you're starting to get a gauge on you know the expectations for this year. And uh, fair or not, they they are high. I think that you know expectations are Southern Miss. Uh, you know, at least goes two and two in those first four games and plays in the conference championship. I think their expectations are a conference championship this year. Fair or not fair, that remains to be seen. But I, I definitely feel good about the product we're going to put out there on the field this year. You know, your injuries and the like you have no control over, but feel really good about the direction of Southern Miss football. So I think this is going to be a lot of fun this year, even more fun after the news we got today. Maybe way too much fun for some people, but, uh, <laughs> well, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. We'll be back next week talking Southern Miss versus Alcorn. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. <laughs>